doesn't scare you, that means it's not big enough. If it doesn't scare you, that means you're going to undermine it, you know? So I think that fear, it makes you, it propels you actually, that once you start, you give it your all, you give everything and all to make sure that it works. Welcome. You're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and tips from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or relationships to just living better and with more energy, or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts, and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Let's go. Hey, you're on air with Ella. It's your host, Ella. And today I am joined by a really special guest all the way on another continent. Welcome to the show, Nitsiki Bayela. How are you? I'm good. And how are you doing, Ella? Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, I'm excited for you to be here. I realize I said your last name incorrect. Isn't it Bayela? Yes, it is Bayela. <laughs> it's much more beautiful when you say it. Nitsiki, where are you today? So today I'm in Stellenbosch. So that is in South Africa, South Africa in the Western Cape, because we've got nine provinces. So this is one of them. We might have a little sound difficulty, but come on, you guys, we are talking many continents away. So bear with us. And Nitsiki, thank you so much for joining today. I know it's a little bit later in the evening for you. So I really, really appreciate you. Now, I wonder if you could tell everybody who you are and what you do. Yes. So, um, I'm Tsukibiela. I'm a winemaker and owner of Aslina Wines. So basically what we do, we a small company that started in 2016. Um, we're producing wine, we're selling locally, and we export majority of our of our wine. Um, and the name Aslina, the company is named after my late grandmother. And the reason for that, it was to honor her, to honor the person who has made, uh, who has taught me everything I know about life, basically. Someone who was basically told me the importance of, you know what, when you do something, do it from the, from the place of love. So that's, for me, it was important. Well, I discovered your wines over here in the United States uh, back in February. And when I went to a wine tasting and we tried, I think, every single one of the wines from the Eslina collection. And I loved it. But what I really loved was the person hosting the wine tasting event started to tell me your story. And I was completely blown away. And I turned to my friend who had invited me and I said, I need to get this woman on the show. (laughs) (laughs) It's so interesting how we actually, as people we meet and how we Like you go somewhere to do something else and then you find that, okay, actually there's someone that I need to meet. You are now a renowned winemaker, but that is not how life started for you. Nitsiki, can you tell me a little bit about what growing up in South Africa was like for you? So um, I grew up from a village, uh, from the rural areas uh, of Guazulu Natal in the village. I went to school there primary school, high school. And then, you know, I think that phase when you get to, when you're in high school, when everyone is applying for to go study something somewhere else. And, you know, I think it's one of those most disappointing things though, because you apply, you're excited, and then you get a letter coming back and you're excited when you get a letter. First, you're excited, you're getting a response and you're thinking, you know, it's going to be, that is the one with the first one. And then when you get the response, it says we regret. And then the second one comes, says we regret. And the third one, and you're like, Ah, what's going on? And 
you know, so it's it's one of those. And then um, while in that process, I got um, a job to work as a domestic worker. So I, work, I went to Durban to work as a domestic worker. My grandmother was absolutely not pleased with me. She was like, she was not happy. And I had to beg her and make her understand that this was a stepping stone. It wasn't the end of it. So she agreed. And also when I got there, because it was an extended family member. And then, so they said, no, look, if you, if you want to continue studying, you can study. We'll pay for your studies. So basically you're going to do your chores in the morning and do your chores in the evening and go to school during the day. And now I look, I was up for challenge. Um, I'm going to say again, it's one of those things when, when you don't know what to expect, you know, and you're like, oh yeah, that I'm going to do that. Okay, fine, great. Because nobody told me what had anyway said anything that it might be difficult or it might be, you know, so you just go there blindly like, oh yeah, sure, I'll do that, you know. And then there was this part of Stellenbosch University that um, came on board where the school actually approached and they called me and said, okay, there's this application to study winemaking in Stellenbosch. I had no idea what they're talking about, first and foremost. So I agreed. And then um, I remember South African Airways was the sponsor. They called and then they were like, do you know that's in Africans? I was like, oh, no, sure, I'll, re- I'll learn that. Again, it was one of those, you're thinking, oh yeah, sure. Look, I've been studying, I've been at school. So you were invited to go to school for winemaking, something that had never even been on your radar before. Absolutely not. And what, what was your native language, Nitsiki? It's Zulu. My native language, my native language is Zulu. So you speak Zulu and they are telling you that the course is in Afrikaans. Yes. Did you speak Afrikaans at the time? <laughs> no. <laughs> you could swear and say everything you want to say in front of me. I wouldn't have known a word what you're saying. So. And still you said, sure, sign me up. Absolutely. Like, sure. You said study, you know, so like whatever you say after that, I don't hear it. I'm hearing study and I'm going. So, yeah. It, meanwhile, what I love about this is, you know, I will find sometimes the smallest excuse not to do something. And here you are working. You wanted to get an education. You're working as a domestic worker. They help support some of your academic journey, but it's not living the life that your grandmother had intended for you. And then you're presented with an opportunity to go and get that subsequent degree in a different language for a course of study that had never entered your mind. Do I have that about right? You, you got that about right. And and two, completely different culture, by the way, because I'm moving from a different province to another province and there's a completely different culture there. Tell us about that. So so the first time I arrived at Stellenbosch, that was very interesting. And, you know, I, on campus, I remember I was standing above the library and you're looking around, it's only white people. You can't see any black person walking around. And that's like a shock. It's like, where are black people? Where are the people I know? Who's, where is someone who looks like me? You know. So you are a black and, woman and you grew up surrounded in community that looked like you? Yes. And now you're in South Africa. You're in South Africa still, but you are now in a different area. And a lot of people don't understand, and I'm embarrassed to tell you this, but a lot of us don't even understand what the culture was like throughout South Africa at that time. But it was extraordinarily segregated. Very segregated. Look, we're still segregated, but it's much better, obviously, compared to previously. But I mean, at that moment, the shock of like, you have to, it was still at the early days, you know, it was still early days of um, um, of the change that had happened. Post-apartheid? 
that's just post-apartheid and then you get into Stellenbosch and then you're like, oh my word, is that like, it's like you are like in an alien world. It's like, am I still in, in the same country? Like the people are talking, you don't even know what they're saying. Like, <laughs> and, and then you realize, oh damn, I was told that the, the course is in Afrikaans. And then the reality kicks in. How the hell am I going to study? Because I'm not hearing a word. How did you do it? I mean, spoiler alert, you clearly did it. So how how on earth, Nitsiki, did you do this? So I think one of the things is when I, was, when I got to Stellenbosch, the realization that if I go back home, I don't have anything to do. So this I must do either way. There was no choice. For me, there was no choice. It's either I do this or... If I don't do it, uh, I'm going to go back home and do nothing. So there was no choice. So I had to make sure that I do this. Um, so I had to find ways while I'm on campus. How do I make sure that I understand? How do I make sure that at the end of the day I pass? I remember one of my friends I'd met there. She was like, actually, you can get to student counseling, which was things that I didn't know. Uh, so I had to go to student counseling, get to therapy. And I remember the first time I said to them, Look, I know I'm gonna fail. <laughs> it was look, I, I think it was just an obvious thing. Like you are in this space, everything is different. You still need to learn and understand the language before you can even learn the course. So putting those things together, I was like, I'm gonna fail. Yeah. <laughs> so I said to them, look, I'm gonna fail, but and the universe is gonna kick me out. But they cannot kick me out. I need to study, I need to stay here. So you guys need to help me. And they're like, but what can we do? I was like, I don't know, but you have, and at that moment I'm telling them this. And then when they said they couldn't help me, I'm like, I was crying at that moment because it was aching the fact that they said they can't help me. And at the same time, I know I can't go back. I was like, no, you know, it's like, you know, you can see the change. This is, you know, like you can see the opportunity, but you can see that it can snap away in, a, in any time because like, this is just so different. Yeah. So then they were like, okay, fine. If you attend our sessions, if you fail, then we'll talk to the university. They won't kick you out of the, they will give you a second chance. I was like, whoo, okay, great. Then, then I was actually now studying without stress. I could focus on my studies, trying to figure out, because now I'm, no, I've got a second, I'm going to get, if I don't do it well this year, at least next year, I'll be much better in understanding better. But I think one of the things that helped, obviously, then we had to ask for tutors uh, to get you go attend a class and get the tutor class after that. Attend the Africans class and go to a tutor class, which was either honors or masters or PhD students who will be basically going over the work that the lecturer went through in class. So that helped a lot. And come end of the year, I passed my courses. I think I only failed two. So I passed my first year. Amazing. Let's flash forward a little bit to what happened when you left university. So you complete this degree despite all odds that were not in your favor, and you had enough self-belief to take the next step. So I know you didn't graduate from that program and immediately go open your own winery. You had yeah. a job in between. Yes. What was that like for you? Tell us a little bit about that. I think one of the things that I helped myself with was firstly, while I was at varsity, I worked part-time in one of the wineries that was Delheim Wines. I had to work there and try and understand the work, uh, understand why, what was wine, because I didn't actually even know what wine was. So I learned about that 
when I was um, at, 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 at the university. So I was working at this winery, learning about wine and understanding and, you know, just trying to get what exactly this is all about. And then from there, when I graduated, I got a job uh, at a small winery in Stellenbosch, uh, Stellekaya. So I worked there for 13 years. But because I went to this working space with my mind, aware that at some point I'm going to start my own business and aware that I need to make sure I learn as much as possible. So what I did was when I started working, like, okay, let me just say, luckily, I think it was because the small winery I could work through the value chain of the, of the, of the company. So I was in the vineyards, working with the consultant, viticulturist, working at the winery as a winemaker, going to the market at the end of the day. And so I learned through all this involved in finances, involved, not doing, but being involved in doing my own budget as a winemaker and planning all those things, which are part of business, um, of running of the business. So, and then I did my harvest in Italy. I did France. I visited uh, California. I did New Zealand. So just to expand my knowledge and all those things. And then came 2015. I remember I went to the States with a program called African Women Entrepreneurship Program, which was actually funded by the State's Department, just exposing African women to the uh, business women, business people in the States. And that actually was more like a push for me to say, now it's the time. Mm. Now it's the time. Step out. Step out. Step up. You know, because when I was there, like I, I, I realized that in our continent, there's still countries where some women have companies that are running successful companies, but the company cannot be registered in their own name because you're a woman. They can't get money from the bank because you're a woman. And I was like, I'm thinking, what is what's holding you back? Like in South Africa, you can go register your own company. You can, you know, you can do this. You can do that. You can do that. So, yeah, I think there was that. And then again, because I had made friends with the group of people I was with, some of the women, they, there was an intervention where they actually said, let's have a drink. And then they were asking me, what is it that is stopping me? You know, they said, you need to continue with your company. Because I had started the company, but I was running it on the side and focusing on my job that I'm employed to do. So then their intervention scared me. And I realized, oh my word, that like you see that fear, you need to jump and do your, and, and start and continue and, and get on full on with your business. Let me know if I have this right. You had women sit you down and say, what are you doing? And challenge you as to why you were treating your passion as a side hustle instead of really pursuing it. And are you saying that they called out your fear? Yes, they called out my fear. But look, I was working as a winemaker. Still, I was still working with my within my passion of winemaking. It's just that my own business was basically like a side thing. Yeah. So they were basically calling me out to say, "Why are you having your own business as a side thing?" Because of the fear of not having money to do it. The fear of that. You know, you have all these things. How am I going to pay this? How am I going to? No, I can't do it. So yeah. Yeah, so many people listening can relate to that fear, whether it's a fear of how am I going to fund it? How am I going to be exposed and let people see what I'm super passionate about? Or whether they're afraid of taking a leap from security into uncertainty. So many people listening. And one of the reasons I wanted to speak with you 
they will be able to relate to what you are facing. And you are someone, I think this is important to point out, within two years of starting that job with the other winery, you had won your first award. And then a few years after that, you were named Woman Winemaker Mm -hmm. of the Year in 2009. And you competed against a bunch of female winemakers in South Africa. Were you the first Black woman to win Woman Winemaker of the Year, by the way? Yes. Absolutely incredible. And yet you're still facing the fear that we feel when it's time to start something new and to really commit a hundred percent of ourselves, but you did it anyway. Yes. I think it's, it's, um, it's only now when you realize, or when I look at it and realizing that, you know, unless you, if it doesn't scare you, that means it's not big enough. If it doesn't scare you, that means you're going to undermine it. You know, so I think that fear, it makes you, it propels you actually, that once you start, you give it your all, you give everything and all to make sure that it works. Because if you're not scared, you're like, oh yeah, it's going to work. And then, you know, and then things fall apart quickly. So I think that fear is actually to look at it in a positive way, but nonetheless, it doesn't make it less fearful. You still get so scared to think, oh my goodness. What if, what if, because we've got all these lots of what ifs. Nitsiki, with that in mind, what would you say to, I don't know how old you were. Let's say you were 18, but you, you can correct me. What would you say to the teenage version of you that just learned that she got rejected from university and the programs she wanted to attend and was actually going to go forward and take the opportunity as a domestic worker? What would you tell her knowing what you know now? I think what I've learned is that everything that I've done, everything has been happening at the time, at the right time that fits. It's never late. It's never too early. And I'll, I'll just give you an ex- one of the examples that um, in my final year, I failed one of the courses. Oh, it was in my third year. I failed one of the, my major, one of my majors, which meant like it's one course that I failed. I passed everything else. But because of this one course, I couldn't do three of my other courses that was going to make me graduate. So I remember I had dreamed actually about that and I was already anxious. And I remember being worried and I'm like, oh my goodness, now another year and all this and all that. And when I graduated, I realized that if I had graduated a year earlier, the job I got, I wouldn't have gotten it because the company was still like just starting they're still putting structures in place. So they were not going to employ someone who's, you know. So if I had graduated a year earlier, the certain opportunities were not going to be there because they were not there at that time. So I think sometimes we we have plans, which is fantastic. We have plans, but we just need to know that whenever something sometimes doesn't work out, no matter how much we've put in and it doesn't work out, it's because it's not the time for that. Whatever is best, it's going to come. So I, I think those are things. I know it's difficult to tell someone actually who is struggling to get things. They're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be easy to say that. But actually, it's just a matter of really, really accepting certain things to say, okay, fine. If this doesn't, what was, what is the reason behind? It's, look, I was upset. And there was another job I applied for. And then they said they were looking for a guy. I was like, you're looking for a guy. Like, we studied same course. So, you know. But after a while, when I got this job, I was like, thank God they didn't hire me (laughs) because it was not going to bring me to where I am right now. It would have been completely different. 
Yeah. 18-year-old me could have used a pep talk by you as well. (laughs) Okay. We flash forward now. So now we flash forward and you are and always will be South Africa's first black female winemaker, just busting glass ceilings and stereotypes all over the place. Thank you. (laughs) But Despite the honor and the privilege of that and the hard work that got you there and you being able to set an example for so many other people, I have to imagine that it hasn't all been rainbows and sunshine. So what are some tools you've developed or what are some ways you have persevered in the face of people who said, you can't do it, you don't belong here? So I think... When I started working, I remember um, I used to, there would be farmers who come to sell uh, grapes in the cellar. And when they asked for a winemaker, they told them the winemaker. They're like, no, 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 we're not asking for a supervisor. We're looking for a winemaker. And I think because some of the things I had said to myself, I was like, you know what, it's, it's the shock for them because they're not expecting a black person, black woman. This, they didn't know you were the winemaker. Even if the, when they're being told, no, she is the winemaker. They'll go, no, 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 we're talking about the winemaker, not the supervisor. <laughs> and I personally gladly showed them the office. I'm like, go that way. <laughs> and they'll go to the office, meet my boss, and then they say to my boss, are you the winemaker? He goes, I've got no idea what you're talking about. I can't even make wine. And he brings them back to me, and he's like, this is my winemaker. And so it was always, but it was a matter of really understanding that, you know what, we're human. When you're being put in a space where it's a shock, expectations, you know, when you know you're going to meet a winemaker, you know the picture of a winemaker, you know how they look like. So all of a sudden you get to a space and like, no, it can't be. This is a mistake. You know, you already have created the picture that it's going to be, it's a man, he's white, uh, you know, that's what we're expecting. And you see a woman, not even a white woman to make it worse, it's a black woman. So it's like, no, 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 no. I was looking for the winemaker, not the supervisor. And, and, and so I had learned to say, you know what? Um, I'm going to meet people who are negative. Those ones, they were like, for me, the minor part of it. But there were others who would be, there would be that shock. You, you're talking to them about wine. They look, so how do you know so much about wine? And you're like, because uh, I made it. <laughs> and then they look at you. <laughs> and like, oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I made it. And they're like, really? And they're like, mm, yeah. Because now you're starting to tell them what's in the wine. And there was this one time, this woman, she comes, she tastes the wine. She's telling me the acidity, the pH. She's, you know, she's telling me all the couple, chemical, chemical components in the wine. And I'm listening. Well, you know, you listen when people talk. And then telling me, it's a really nice wine. The winemaker is really good. Yeah? And I'm like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> and then she's like, so who's the winemaker here? And I'm like, it's me. And then she was like, oh, my word, I just made an ass of myself. <laughs> But I get what you're saying, because until we can see what different looks like, it's so much harder to expand our thinking, isn't it? Like whenever I fly a lot and whenever I get on an airplane and there's a female pilot, I'm like, oh, look, a female pilot. Like, why should I be excited or surprised? We get get so excited. 
So there's, there are norms that exist because they're what we know. And depending on where you are and how you've grown up, your norms are different than somebody who grew up over there. So I love that you're just out here pursuing your dream and showing people what that looks like when Nitsiki Bayela does it. And, and what else are we here to do other than to live our best lives and set an example for others and show them what is possible? Exactly. And for me, it's always important to focus on the positive. You know, you're going to meet, the, you know, whatever you focus on, it's going to expand. You know, if I'm focusing on saying they don't want me, they don't, I'm going to say that. I'm going to walk around. I'm going to say that even when it's not there, but I'm going to say it. So if I focus on like, oh, wow, this was like this, like, you know, I made sure I was focusing on, because there were so many people in the industry who are positive. There were so many people in the industry who were supportive of me. There were so many people I could pick up a call, not even knowing them. And I'm like, I'll introduce myself. I'm like, I need help with one, two, and three. They're like, yeah, sure, come, you know? And like, that's how I learned and that's how I met people in the industry. So I realized that, you know what? What you focus on is going to look bigger than whatever you're not focusing on. So I have made a choice to focus on the positive. You have another quality about you, one of many, that makes you really special. And that quality is your curiosity. And you said, when I started Aslina, I could finally indulge curiosity. I've always been curious. Nitsiki, in your mind, what role do you think curiosity has played in driving you forward towards your goals? I think for me, curiosity has made me expand the range of the wine. Uh, It has made me step into places where I never imagined. Um, In terms of curiosity, I'll I'll tell you this, even when it comes to food, when I get to a country, I don't, I never say I don't eat something unless I've tried it, you know? So until I try it, I'm not going to decline. I'll 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 (laughs) I'll tell you about this thing. So there's this one time, I've been eating oysters here in South Africa and then I get to France and then this family, they, I was doing consultation. So we go to an oyster farm and look at how they do it and all that. It was exciting. Come back before we came back with oysters, prepped them. We had oysters, right? The following day, <laughs> and I'm looking at the oyster and then it moves. And I'm like, they're like, no. Yes. yes. They're like, no, but if it's dead, then it's going to be poisonous. You would be. And I was like, you're telling me that I've been eating things that are alive. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> so that's how I learned it. Actually, as we're eating oysters, they're alive. They're not dead. So since then, I stopped. Because <laughs> the imagination now can't get out of my mind. I am a no thank you on alive oysters. Thank you very much. I have a hypothesis. And I believe that you have led your entire life with curiosity and that has made the difference. And what I mean by that is by staying open to what is possible and by not shutting doors just because you did not know what was on the other side of them, I believe that quality in you maybe will keep oysters out of your life, but has expanded... what you're capable of, because so many of us, Natsiki, one of the reasons you're so inspirational is because so many of us are scared of what's on the other side of the door. And that fear keeps us from opening the door. And when we can lead with curiosity, then 
it's a passion to know what's on the other side, good, bad, or indifferent, but we're going to keep moving forward and keep opening doors. And I think that curiosity is an under-celebrated quality in a successful entrepreneur, but also in anyone who wants to sort of dial up their life. Do you know what I mean? And just like live their best life. I think curiosity, people have spoken about curiosity as if it's something that make, it has been perceived sometimes in a negative way. That's why proud people, they don't talk about curiosity, they're like, hmm, you know, while actually it's been, it's, it's a fantastic thing. You know, when I was um, working at Stelica, I was focusing on red wines. And I knew when I started asking, I'm going to do white wines. And there was, I remember always, I was like, I wonder what happened when you ferment a white wine on skin. But I couldn't experiment with that, obviously, because we we're focusing on reds. Um, so when I started with Aslina, I was like, yeah, now I'm going to do this thing and see what's going to happen. So, <laughs> so like, I know how this wine tastes like. I can see it. And I've got an idea how I'm going to make it. My mind was clear. Like, it, it, is, it is one of those things where I sometimes, like, amaze myself. Because I was, like, I could taste the wine, how it's going to taste like. But... I had not tasted it before. And so we made, I remember I was tasting it every day, every day while it was on the skin, tasting, tasting on the day before pressing. I was like, now is the time, let's press it. And we pressed the wine. We worked with the wine until it got to the bottle. And like right now, that's the wine that my team, I'm not allowed next to it. Why is like, that? In, no, in the office, I'm not allowed next to the Shannon because they're saying I, it's like when you're like, oh, I'm going to meet a client. Can I have a bottle of Shannon? And they go, we've got five different wines. Couldn't you choose from something else? And I'm like, yeah, but I want Shannon. I'm choosing. <laughs> I love that we're also getting to know a little bit about the wines because a Shannon is the skin contact wine that you're describing. Yes. My yes. favorite in your line, I think you have five. My favorite yes. is the Sauvignon. Absolutely yeah. love it. I may have bought something like 12 bottles when I went to that wine tasting and I only have one left. So that's how much I like it. Oh, <laughs> Nitsiki, I'm going to tell everybody where to get your wines because I was thrilled to know that I can actually just get it at my local wine store. So that was a delight to figure out. But I have one more question for you. And it's really more of just sharing your words back to you uh, because I found them so inspiring. And you said, when I make wine, I make wine for myself to enjoy. I know that if I love it, I'm going to meet some crazy people like me who like the wine too. I cannot make wine for someone else. I'll never satisfy everyone. Yep. That is so important. And so many of us could take a page from your book here because imagine a world wherein we all did what we were moved to do and then hoped that there was a world to receive it instead of trying to make sure that there was a guaranteed reception before we did our thing. Yeah. I think those are things that sometimes stop us from doing certain things because we, we're thinking, I want to do this for the people. Hey, are they going to like it? And if I like it, that's, that's guarantee number one, that somebody likes it. And that's me. So I'm going to share my love my passion with the other person to say, I've just made myself this. And oh my goodness, it is so beautiful. And I'm enjoying it. But look, I understand we've got different palettes. I understand you might not like it, but damn, I'm loving this. <laughs> so that's for me, it's like, that, that's the beauty. Spread love, share love. 
That's basically what we're here to do. And how do we share our love? Is we share with things that we do, whether it's conversations, whether it's over a glass of wine, whether it's over food, but we're sharing. It's a sign, it's a symbol of love sharing. Ndiki, you're such an example of what life can look like when you don't listen to what anyone else is telling you, (laughs) except for the people who truly know and see you and love you and pursuing your dreams and taking the fear and saying, I see you, nice to meet you and setting it over here and doing it anyway. Mitsiki, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Thank you for having me. Thank you for actually helping to spread the word of Aslina. Um, I always say when, when I think of my grandmother and naming the wine after her, the company after her, it was, it's basically for me part of spreading the love, what she brought to my life, what she taught me, who she was to me. So it's like, here is love, let's share. Well, cheers to Aslina. And in her memory, I will continue to enjoy my Sauvignon Blanc. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, find me on Instagram at onairwithella or get the show notes and all the links shared today at onairella.com. There's no with, it's just onairella.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for sharing the show and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.